liftoff and the clock has started. This is 20 minutes you'll never get back. And that was Hudson. Yes, I've gone back into the archives for my announcers. Thank you very much, Hudson. Uh, your your uh, residual checks in the mail to you. So yes, this is 20 minutes you'll never get back. My name is Doug Prezak, and as always, thank you very much for uh, for listening. I appreciate it. And if this is your first time, you know you did a, a search on Apple or Spotify for something interesting, and you found this show. A, thank you very much, and B, give me a chance. Okay, go. It's just 20 minutes. Listen to 20 minutes. You know, let it sink in. <laughs> Let it sink in. Think about what you heard. And uh, then give me another shot at the next episodes. Yeah, I'm not above begging for listeners. Anyway, welcome to 20 Minutes. And uh, this episode's a little bit different. I'm going to guess by the end of it, um, a lot of you are going to hate me. Now, before you get all excited, say, no, Doug, we could never hate you. Let me explain what I'm talking about. So if you follow this podcast on Instagram, and please do, uh, you may have noticed that the tease for this episode was a guy filling up balloons. You probably said to yourself, oh, great, a podcast about balloons. No, you could not be further from the truth. Well, it's okay, kind of balloons, but here's here's the deal. When I was growing up, I heard all kinds of things. Um, most of them could be classified as old wives' tales. Now, I apologize for the sexist remark, but that's what these things were called. Um, I was told things that, um, some people thought were true and all kinds of stuff. And you probably heard the same thing when you're growing up. For example, uh, I'd heard that if you, uh, chew, uh, aluminum foil, you can hear a radio station in your head. <laughs> I made that mistake once and discovered that, you know, that is just a, not a true statement. Well, here's how this whole thing went down. I heard on the news yesterday that the grape nut shortage is over. Thank God. It seems there was a grape nut shortage. Oh, no. It beats me because I, I had no idea. Now, I love grape nut cereal, uh, but I haven't had the need to buy one recently, and I guess it's a good thing. But that got me thinking, why on earth did Post call it grape nuts? I know there's no grapes in it. I know there's no nuts in it. Yeah, when I was younger, I probably did. But why did they call it that? Oh, come on. You know where this is going. That's right. I did some research, so you don't have to. Well, why is it called Grape Nuts? There's two versions of the story. One says that Mr. Post believed glucose, which he called grape sugar, formed during the baking process. So this, combined with the uh, nutty flavor of the cereal, is said to have inspired the name. Another explanation says that the cereal got its name from its resemblance to grape seeds or grape nuts. Well, that takes care of one story, but I've got uh, 17 minutes more of wives' tales, stories, myths, all kinds of things from uh, my past, maybe perhaps your past, that we're going to get into. And I put them all into balloons, and now I'm going to pop them. Now, again, in the course of the next few minutes or so, I may completely upend your entire belief system. So don't be a hater. I'm just trying to educate everybody and, and dispel some of these myths and get the truth out there because everybody deserves the truth. Okay. Now here's a story you may have heard growing up or heck, you might've heard it just yesterday that if you're going to go outside when it's cold, put a hat on because you'll lose up to 90% of your body heat through your head. Well, in fact, according to the British medical journal, you lose just about seven to 10% of your body heat there. Not much more than you would lose through any other exposed body part, such as your hands, shoulders, or your ankles. 
good God, that's already getting on my nerves, and that was only the second one. So I promise you, I will only use that when I need to emphasize something, you know, put in that dramatic effect, okay? I promise. This next tale doesn't really affect me because I can't do it, but uh, you probably have heard that crocking your knuckles will give you arthritis. Uh, This is probably told to you by people who can't stand the sounds of bones popping. Yes, cracking your knuckles is extremely annoying and distracting to anybody around you, but this displacement of synovial fluid from in between your joints does not lead to arthritis, as is often claimed. Orthopedic surgeon Dr. Robert Clapper at the Cedars-Sinai Medical Center, uh, and he's the co-director of their joint replacement program, there's some credentials, explained on the hospital site that there is no harm to cracking your knuckles. Quote, the noise of cracking or popping in our joints is actually nitrogen bubbles bursting in our synovial fluid. It does not lead to arthritis. Thank you, doctor. The next story that just is not true is coffee comes from beans. Oh, I know. You can go to the grocery store and buy a pound of beans. There's a coffee chain called Coffee Bean, but it's just not accurate. The thing you grind up to make your coffee is the pit of the coffee berry, or technically it's the seed. So they pluck the berry off of the uh, coffee tree there, they dry it out, they extract the seed, and that's what you make your coffee from. So I guess uh, technically we need to go back and rebrand all those bags, their coffee seeds. (laughs) Okay, that won't cause any problems on the store shelves, will it? What, a bag of coffee seeds? Yeah, that one deserved the pop. I'm sorry. This next story I know you've heard, and it is swimming right after eating is dangerous. Now, you know the drill. Douglas, you have to wait 30 minutes after eating before you jump in the pool or else you're going to get sick and you might even die. Well, that story was that your digestive tract will use up the blood that should be going to your arms and legs. And if your arms and legs can't move, you'll drown. Well, this is all BS, according to the Duke primary care physician, Mark Messick. He didn't say BS. I kind of paraphrased it. Anyway, the good doctor says, quote, the body does supply extra blood to aid in digestion, but it's not enough blood to keep your arms and leg muscles from properly functioning. I say the biggest danger of swimming right after eating is probably belly flopping and then puking up that hamburger you just had. Penguins mate for life. Sorry, penguin lovers. That just is not always the case. Um, animal biologists said, while it's true penguins are monogamous, they do not stay that way for life, and many change partners from one season to the next. Fickle little suckers, aren't they? Another tale that's about to get popped, alcohol warms you up. I know it feels good to have a sip of whiskey on you know, on a cold day, but that burning sensation is not some kind of interior warmth, as you're often told it is. In fact, alcohol dilates blood vessels, causing blood to be pumped closer to the skin, leading to a drop of your core body heat. Either that or that burning sensation is just cheap whiskey. This story you probably heard in school, that there are different areas on the tongue dedicated to different tastes. Doctors say, hold on there, partner. Every taste can be detected on every part of the tongue. In addition to that, here's something else you probably heard that the four primary tastes are bitter, sour, salty, and sweet. Well, there's actually five. That's right, there's five. The fifth taste is umami, which is a savory or meaty taste. So there you go. Five tastes all over your tongue. (laughs) And I I have no idea why I made the doctor's cowboys saying partner. (laughs) 
The stuff that comes out of my head scares me sometimes. Despite what you've heard, bananas do not grow on trees. The plant that a banana grows on is commonly referred to as a tree, but in reality, this tree is actually considered an herbaceous plant because the stem is not made of woody tissue. (laughs) Come on, Doug, get it together. Jesus. Now, here's a tale that I know I've heard, and you probably heard it. And if you watch Ted Lasso, uh, you heard it there, too. And that is that fish have three-second memories, although I believe in Ted Lasso they said 10 seconds. Well, guess what? Not true. Fish are smarter than you thought. One study found the freshwater fish African cyclid could remember the feeding zone of an aquarium after moving it to a different tank for 12 days. Now, if you think goldfish are any different, another study looked specifically at goldfish and whether they could tell the difference between two different classical songs. They weren't quick learners. (laughs) Who is? But after more than 100 sessions, the fish would bite a bead associated with the correct song 75% of the time. If their memories were really three seconds, that kind of training wouldn't be possible. I say, (laughs) let's just go back. One, why are you trying to teach a goldfish classical songs? And two, you did this for 100 sessions, and the net result was they only got it right 75% of the time. (laughs) Someone needs to study the scientists. And this next myth I'm going to pop is more of a public service than anything else. And that is, the, uh, the myth goes, bulls hate the color red. Well, sorry, but like all other cattle, bulls are colorblind, and they cannot see the color red. Now, I, I know bullfighters use a red cape. It's all for show. The bulls are enraged by the cape's movement, not its color. So if you find yourself on the edge of a bull ring and you look down and you go, I am wearing blue, I'm safe. Do not jump into the bullpen and start doing the Macarena because <laughs> blue, red, <laughs> it makes no difference. You're about to get gored by a bull. <laughs> Okay, it's time for a quick break, but don't go away because when we come back, I have a whole bunch more of myth-filled balloons I need to pop, including such things as Albert Einstein, the Great Wall of China, lightning, and a penny. I'll be right back. Two beans times two beans is four beans. Nescafe uses lots more beans. Ten beans times four beans, and add three more beans. Make forty-three rich coffee beans. Yes, you get forty-three beans in every cup. I'm sorry, we just talked about this. They're coffee seeds. They're not beans. Of Nescafe, real coffee beans, that's all there is. In Nescafe, forty-three beans in every cup. Make Nescafe the all-coffee instant coffee. With the left, have another cup. Oh, why do I bother? Come on, people. They're coffee seeds, not coffee beans. You get 43 coffee seeds in every cup of Nescafe. That sounds so appetizing, doesn't it? I'll have a cup of seeds. (laughs) All righty, let's get back to it because I have a lot more uh, myth-filled balloons to pop. 
All right, this next tale is perpetuated mostly by cartoons or maybe even some photos you've seen, and that's opossums sleep hanging by their tails. Now, you've seen pictures of them hanging upside down from their tails in trees. Now, while opossum tails are strong enough to grasp branches and even hold the animal's weight for a short period, adults are just too heavy for their tails to support them for very long, so they can't stay like that while sleeping or else, you know, thump. You may have heard that lightning never strikes the same place twice. Uh, Just ask the Empire State Building, for example. It endured eight strikes in 24 minutes during a storm. Even without a lightning rod, there's nothing to keep lightning away from the same spot that just hit. In fact, the features that made the spot likely to get once, height, the presence of standing water, terrain shape, whatever, would be just as attractive to get a second bolt, according to the National Severe Storms Laboratory. Have you heard the one about Sir Isaac Newton discovering gravity after he got smacked in the head by an apple that fell from a tree? Well, like so many other things are taught in school, they're wrong. This one is an embellished version of something that really did happen. Sir Isaac Newton didn't discover gravity when an apple fell on his head. He did, however, begin theorizing about gravity while talking with a friend about why an apple always falls to the ground instead of sideways or upward. Newton writes about the account in his memoir. So there you go. He didn't get hit in the head. He watched one fall to the ground. Now, we've all heard it, and we've all been told it, especially in school. Humans have five senses, sight, smell, taste, touch, and hearing. Now, if you're ever taking a multiple-choice test, and one of the options is more than five, pick that one because you'll be right. Humans actually have about 20 senses, according to some neuroscientists. They say we have other sensory capabilities, such as nociception, which is the ability to feel pain, chronoception, the ability to feel passing of time, like listening to this podcast, and equilibrioception, which is the sense of balance. So there you go, more than five senses. This next myth or fable or old wives' tale, whatever you want to call it, I actually tried using in my younger days. You see, I was not very good in math. Um, my grades were usually somewhere just north of failing. And I tried to use a story one time, and I had heard that Einstein flunked math. The story goes, Albert Einstein struggled in his studies, and according to some accounts, he even failed out of math class. But in fact, and this is according to a biography of the genius by the Albert Einstein archives, so you know it has to be true, he received high marks in his classes, despite the fact that teachers did not see him as a remarkable kid. If he didn't take the school, it had more to do with the fact that he didn't like, quote, the school's expected mindless obedience and discipline aimed at instilling authoritarian civic virtues, end quote. Damn it, that's what I should have told my mom. Here's another story that you uh, probably have heard, but also probably think is not true. But if you do think it's true, I'm here to debunk that. Ostriches bury their heads in the sand. Now, clearly, they would just die of suffocation if they actually stuck their head underground when they were scared. Instead, they actually lie there with their head and neck flat against the ground if a predator is approaching. They think this is the ostriches talking, (laughs) they think their light-colored head and neck blend in with the ground, which would camouflage them, and that's why people think their heads were underground. Now, clearly, the ostriches are not the brightest bird in the nest because (laughs) 
You can put your head in the ground and think it's camouflage. How do you explain the other seven feet of you standing there in the savanna? Hey. All right. How many of you uh, heard this one or actually more likely were told this one? Don't swallow your gum because it takes seven years to digest the gum. It just sits in your system. <laughs> well, the truth is your body cannot digest gum, not even in seven years. But that doesn't mean it sticks around inside of you. It will pass through your digestive system without being broken down. According to Healthline, the ingredients in gum can't be digested at all. So your body will move it along and then it comes out in the bathroom like uh, anything, anything else. And, you know, because it's gum, I'm going to pop another one. Let's head back to the history department for this next one. Now, you probably have heard or believe that Paul Revere held up the lanterns in the Old North Church. One if by land, two if by sea is the famous quote by Longfellow that was given to the lantern code to be used in the Old North Church to determine how the British were approaching Boston. Now, Paul Revere is best associated with this historic event, but he was not the one to hold up the lanterns. The church said that the church sexton Robert Newman and vestryman Captain John Pulling Jr. were likely the ones inside the church to pull off the signal. I don't know if we can really call this next one an old wives' tale. We'll probably just call it a mom's or dad's tale. And that is, sugar makes your kids hyper. The sugar high theory started in 1978 when one study found that kids with hyperkinesis or a hyperactivity disorder had low blood sugar, which, weirdly enough, can be a sign of eating too much sugar. That study was later discredited when researchers realized that the, quote, abnormally low blood sugar was actually considered normal. Now, since then, double-blind studies have shown sugar doesn't make your kids any more hyper than a placebo. If anything, it's probably your own expectations. One 1994 study found that after five to seven-year-old boys took a placebo, the moms were told their sons had eaten a large dose of sugar. They were then asked if their kids were acting more hyper. They all said yes. You know, I'm not going to touch that one. I'm going to let you guys decide on your own whether that whole too much sugar hyper thing is BS or not. You can pop your own balloon. I'm, I'm out of it. And lastly, the belief is Flipping a coin, the odds are 50-50. Well, guess what? A group of Stanford University researchers proved this common misconception wrong when they flipped a lot of quarters. They found that a coin was more likely to land on the face that it started on. The researchers put your actual odds at closer to 51-49. So if you're going to bet somebody, pay attention on what side the coin faces the sky before it gets flipped. You're welcome. Oh man, I am out of time, but I had so many more to go. So I'm just going to pop these down and be done with it. One more. Alrighty, what have we learned this episode? Well, we learned that there's no nuts or grapes in grape nuts. Coffee comes from seeds, people, not beans. They're seeds. It's the pit of the fruit, the coffee berry fruit. It's a seed. Ugh. And we learned that gum will eventually end up in your toilet in 10 to 24 hours. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this episode. As always, I appreciate you tuning and listening, and I will talk to you next time on 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Bye-bye.
Hi, it's me again, Doug. I want to take up a couple more seconds of your time just to remind you, if you want to stay informed of when uh, the next podcast is posted, all you need to do is sign up at uh, on that Instagram machine. It's at 20MYNGB, 20MYNGB, and that means 20 minutes you'll never get back. Uh, if you sign up there, you'll uh, always see when the next podcast is uploaded. And if you want to leave some comments, by all means, please do go to the uh, website at 20minutespodcast.com. So it's 20minutespodcast.com. And uh, you can uh, leave your comments there. It also tells you how you can be an announcer for the show. So take, take a look at those two things if you'd like and stay informed. And I'll, as always, thank you very much for listening to uh, 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Bye-bye.